what's up everybody it's your girl jay Danae here and Lanisha b we are here with episode two of season two of wounds from the womb been a long time guys <laughs> it's been a mighty long time but during that time we were definitely thinking of you and we've been trying to brainstorm even more creative content for this podcast so just know that we've been busy <laughs> in the meantime today's episode is titled not the same you probably have your own idea of what that could mean but as we start to really delve into it you'll see exactly what we're talking about as you all know Lanisha B is my mother she had me when she was 19 Yes. 19 years old. Um, so basically, her and I grew up together. You all can check out that episode in season one. We grew up together. Um, and then years later, <laughs> like 14, 15 years later, she birthed my younger sister. Now, what's crazy is I <laughs> asked for a younger sister when I was like seven. I wanted a younger sibling so bad. <laughs> Like, the closest I had to one was, like, you know, my cousin or a couple of my cousins. But it wasn't the same as having somebody in your household. So, you know, my mama, I don't know if she actually ever answered me when I was younger. Like, can I have a younger sister? Like, I don't even remember how those conversations went. (laughs) But when she came out of nowhere, years later, telling me she was pregnant, I was actually, like, elated. But I was also like, wow. (laughs) I didn't get used to this life, like, but anywho, uh, so, you know, years after practically, you know, raising me on her own, like as a single mother, of course, my father was in the picture, but I spent more time with her. Um, She had a lot to learn as a young mother. So obviously there was a lot of maturity that had to take place in her mind and her emotions and how she expressed herself, how she disciplined. And then fast forward all the way to her being in her mid thirties, giving birth to my sister. I know it all had to change just her version of parenting. So ma, even though you had already had time to grow and evolve as a parent with me, were you still or were you even intimidated by the thought of parenting all over again? Actually, I was. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'll say this because, you know, we talked about this before about how intimidated I was initially with you. And then finding out later how much healing I needed. And then realizing that the healing I didn't do affected you Mm. and your upbringing. So it, it made me really anxious that I would make these kinds of, that I, I, that I would make mistakes again, you Mm. know, because Mm -hmm. I told you I dealt with perfectionism. So it's like, Oh Lord, I'm, you know, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't want my baby to end up 
like, you know, experiencing a lot of the things that you had experienced that you were trying to heal from. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But, um, it's interesting because I think because I developed as we grew up together Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my motherhood, um, it wasn't as scary. Um, because at that point I was already established at this point with your sister, I was established, um, in my career already. And I felt like we were going to be okay. We were a little more, uh, stable by the time she was born. Okay. Okay. So how did those worries you had, how did those worries affect your parenting? Or how do they currently affect how you parent my sister? Um, I think one way is in the way I discipline her. Um, I feel like back then I was more hard on you. And <laughs> I pushed education so much. And then for you to have grandmothers who were all about the education too it's like you you had to you it's almost like you didn't have any choice Mm -hmm. to you know go down the right path even though you had other choices and it wasn't perfect you know some of the decisions you made but you know you were reared I would say in um under the fear and admonition of the Lord, as they say. <laughs> but I think, you know, now I thought, it's like I think so much through sometimes and I I don't want to mess up, quote unquote, right, again, because I felt like it was all my fault that you had to heal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then all of a sudden, you know, now your sister's 11 and she's growing up and I feel like sometimes I'm a little more lenient on her because I I feel like she is a little more sensitive than you were. Um and so I, I'm still, like, walking through that, you know, um, and learning that, you know, I you can't see um, some of those things that you've done in the past as, like, horrible things. Like, you weren't all terrible. Right. You know, <laughs> you weren't, you know, abusive and you weren't, you know, neglectful. Right. You know, like, you you made sure that she was taken care of and you, you, you know, allowed her to express her feelings like you. Um, and then some of those times we talked about how I want you expressing your feelings. Right. Like, <laughs> all right, now, go ahead on, you know, with all that honesty, okay? Um, <laughs> but your sister is 
she's almost like you, you know, but she's so much like how I remembered myself at her age. Mm-hmm. And child, some of the things I had gotten into, okay? Um, I was feeling, I feel like I don't want her to experience that. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to make bad decisions like I did, you know, hanging with the wrong people and ending up um, having premarital sex and all that kind of stuff. So, and a lot of those things can lead down the wrong path. So I try to have open communication with her, but she's not as verbal all the time as you. Mm-hmm. So we're working through that. Wow. Hmm. So what did it take for you to, no, what did it take for that guilt connected to my healing or just my path to healing? Uh, what did it take for that guilt to alleviate? Um, it's still alleviating. Okay. Okay. Um, cause I know, you know, without open conversations about what you're dealing with, um, what I'm dealing with and how we dealing with them together. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not perfect. Um, but I realize sometimes that some of those thought patterns, I sometimes take responsibility for to a certain extent. Like, man, had I been more attentive in that area, then maybe she wouldn't have experienced this. And maybe if uh, we would have talked about that more, you know, she wouldn't be trying to heal from that, you know. Mm -hmm. So learning how to hear what you're healing from and not allowing that to just bring shame and and guilt on me. That's what I've been learning. I've been learning how, okay, she has her own story just like you do, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's things that she had to experience to get where she is now, you know, and, you know, be thankful she's healing. Be thankful that she's uh, trying to make sober decisions Mm -hmm. and, and live a life for Christ. Be be thankful for that. Um, and release yourself of all the things that, you know, you can't change the past, you know. But move forward and walk with her through this healing, you know. And, and heal yourself mm-hmm. in the process, you know. So it's been an, an interesting thing um, to see. Um, and to like recognize, like, it's like, I can see, you know, just the differences in how I raise your sister and how I've been like really inquiring of the Lord about how to raise her mm-hmm. even more. Cause then I don't think I was inquiring of the Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but now I am. And I realize how much I need his wisdom in this because these are new times. Yeah. These babies are fearless, you know, and 
it's it's like I you know whatever it takes to do what I want to do but even if she is that person to a certain extent I want her to not only have courage but be wise right you know so it's interesting it is interesting um going back to what you said about this being um like different times like when you were younger raising me you were at a point where you were trying to build a foundation for yourself and for our home. Um, but you were also trying to juggle like a bunch of other responsibilities. You know, yeah. like people at your age who didn't have children, they had the space and the freedom to be able to build a foundation and make mistakes and correct the mistakes and it only affect them. Mm-hmm. But you had to wear a lot of ha- different hats back then while also building your foundation. Um, and then versus now, you're wearing even more different hats, <laughs> building a different kind of foundation while also trying to raise Jordan and Hill. Yes. So how is it doing all of that while trying to heal? Like, how do you parent and try to restructure your foundation and heal without falling apart. It's been real interesting, okay? And I'll say this. Some days, I'm an emotional wreck. Let's just be honest, mm-hmm. okay? I'm an emotional wreck because I haven't planned my day well. And, you know, we got e-learning because it's the pandemic. Right. And then building a business. Then you're part of other things that you need to be on all the Zoom meeting meetings in America, you know. And, you you know, your mother's ill. You got to make sure, you know, she eats. And then you got to wash your clothes. And then you got to make sure you drink water. Oh, why don't you take a walk? Hey, do some sit-ups today, you know, and yeah. trying to juggle those things. Um, it's It's been like some days are really stressful. The other days I can do pretty good at planning my day mm-hmm. and and coming home and, and getting to bed at a good time. Mm-hmm. So that is what I've been focusing a lot of my attention to is time management or trying to establish some sort of schedule on whatever day it is but um that also incorporates your sister and everything that comes with her mm-hmm. and so um some days i have where i feel like i'm not as attentive Mm -hmm. and then sometimes I'll deal with guilt that says well you didn't give her a lot of attention today because you had a lot going on you know so being able to heal I have to spend time with God like trying to get wisdom from him about not just um how I'm raising your sister, but what I am subjecting myself to that can also affect her. Right. So 
I know that if I plan my day well, it will also include her. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a person who is walking out, you know, her own healing, um, I have to, and I'm saying this in a, in the most plainest way possible, it's almost like I have to suck it up. Mm. Like, <laughs> in so yeah. many ways, like, because, yeah, some days I may not be okay, but that ain't nobody else's fault in this house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have to, like, spend time with God and then make sober decisions make whole decisions even if like my perspective may be off at that moment I can say okay what is what would is the wise thing to do mm-hmm. what soberly speaking what what would you do at this moment how can you handle this how can you control your emotion in this moment and be stable enough to respond well mm-hmm. you know so these are my most honest moments these are the most authentic genuine moments I have had in my healing um, journey just to be able to say just because I'm hurting everybody else they don't have to experience that because that's where I am, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it can be, you know, a difficult thing sometimes um, just because of the times and, you know, the pandemic and everybody's in the house and, yeah. you know, and you got to get off work and come home, you know, to a house where everybody's been in the house or most of the people anyway and they are just bubbling over with like energy or potential or thoughts and you know just being able to get those things out emotions all of that you Mm -hmm. know um so being able to juggle all of that um is not always easy um, but I feel like um, if I hadn't been spending time with the Lord, um, it it just things would just be awry in here. Right. Okay. So that's just what you said. Just reminded me of this statement you used about like people hurting. And trying to heal, but still bleeding all over everybody. Yeah. And how sometimes it's just, it's just hard to be aware of the fact that that's happening. Like, you could be so stuck in processing through your pain and trying to respond differently and trying to mature in all these different ways that you don't realize there's certain areas where you're still bleeding. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely interesting like I just feel like it's so it's so hard to be able to balance between 
focusing wholly on yourself in your healing, but also making sure that you're serving well in all of these different roles you have. Yeah. So how how differently would you have handled that back in your 20s while raising me? Um, like, were you self-aware back then? I think I was self-aware, but not as much as I am now. Okay. Because um, I just think, like, if I was juggling all of the things that I am now, back then, um, the whole the whole house would have known, you know, because yeah. my attitude, I, you know, it would be like, you know, coming in the house, everybody shut up, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> why you ain't cook your own self something, you, you was hungry before I got here, you know, that kind of <laughs> stuff, I just think it would have... <laughs> Things would have been going like super hard left <laughs> back then because I wouldn't have been I wouldn't have known how to juggle it even though I had a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. like cause um, you know originally I was working nights when you were yeah. growing up and then um I started working days and then sometimes I had more than one job sometimes mm-hmm. I had more than one job and I was doing serving in the church and and doing all kind of other stuff you know um i was singing in the in the the choirs and things you know (laughs) so it was it was a lot but it was different and my mind was different so you know i would um you know kind of snap back it would be like a lot of you know going off Mm. You know, okay. so now I feel like I'm more emotionally intelligent enough to to handle uh, what I am handling, um, knowing that there's going to be more to handle, mm-hmm. you know, so get um, which is why. Planning my days have become a priority. Right. Um, it's not perfect yet. I've been planning one day ahead. I'm not. I ain't two days ahead yet. I haven't gone to one week. You know that one week thing. I haven't gotten there yet. Um, but you know, I think time management. You know, I just, I really think about that scripture that says, teach me how to number my days. Right. That I may apply it unto wisdom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, when God get through redeeming time and you ain't taking advantage of that. Right. (laughs) Then you, you know, then what have you accomplished? And you're going to always feel like. You know, it should be 72 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You're going to always feel like that, you know. So just learning how to do this thing. Um, I'm getting there. Yeah. I think we can all <laughs> acknowledge that, like, in, in the household, that, like, there's been a lot of maturing 
and elevating like in multiple areas at once and you're certainly not like number one the woman you were when we were growing up just like just me and you in the house (laughs) versus now but you're also not the same parent yes like just you I can say that you are definitely more aware now um like to the point like it's a good balance like you're aware of like where you might be weak or like missing some some fundamentals and how you can develop but it's not like I don't feel like there is an obsession there like oh my god I gotta make sure I do like you know micromanaging yourself like I feel like it's a good balance like I need to grow here so I'm gonna work toward growing here and I think that's something that um I try to like instill into Jordan mm-hmm. like I try to tell her as much as I can that she is very privileged in what kind of mother she has because like not every parent is about evolving not every parent is focused on how can I better myself as an individual and as a parent yeah. and I'm like not that and I definitely don't think you were a, ter- a terrible mother when I was coming up like I know I shouldn't have, but I definitely used to compare you to other people's mamas. And I'm just like, ugh, I could not grow up over there. Like, this is the best right here. Um, But I also see, like, how much you've grown in raising Jordan. And I'm like, you should be grateful. Like, it's more patience here. It's more grace and uh, more attention and just more. You try to give more affection just so she can feel affirmed as your daughter and I think it's going fairly well okay yeah so (laughs) if you could talk to I would say like 28 year old niche like what kind of advice would you give her as a parent oh lord knowing what you know now okay so 28 Mm -hmm. I was eight (laughs) (laughs) I was in, um, I had just joined, uh, Zion Movement. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, I, I joined Zion Movement that year. Who joined in the quiet 28, y'all? Um, it was... What would I say to her? Um, Me. (laughs) I think it would be to give give yourself more grace. Um, Because I didn't realize... Cause you know how you 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 are in it. You are like living it. You you don't know that you probably are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So you are kind of hard on yourself. Yeah. Um, when you feel like you're missing things and you know, um, you feeling like you should make more time, um, for your daughter and 
you know, things of that nature. So I would say to myself, give yourself more grace. You're actually doing a good job. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's well taken care of. You know, she, you know. <laughs> oh, remember that time. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> Um, I couldn't find the comb and we were on the way to school and oh. I <laughs> y'all okay so let me tell you a little struggle bus story <laughs> I was taking her to school and I I could not find the comb or the brush like I just felt I knew I, I felt like I had it I'm like where was it I was working nights mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't find it and I had to I had to comb that baby's head with a fork. Oh my god! And while we had a fork in the car, I cannot tell y'all why. Oh my god! I mean, struggle bus. It was hilarious. Okay, but okay. So yes, okay. Give myself, give yourself more grace. You're doing a good job. You know, you have moments that are not perfect. Mm-hmm. But because I was a perfectionist, like things like had to be right or if it wasn't right, I just I felt like, you know, some sort of insecurity or I felt like, you know, uh, inferior, like, you know, it was just kind of like you didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? Um so um and you know forgive yourself um because you know you have a lot going on and you just need to spend time with the Lord and and get the wisdom you need yeah. but I I really feel like He was giving me wisdom even though I wasn't coming to him to get it. Right. You know, as often as I felt like I should have. Um, But I feel like he was guiding me um, through it all. Um, And so just being able to spend that time with him and say, okay, now I feel safe. You know, I feel safe enough to make these decisions. Um, So, yeah, give yourself grace. Forgive yourself. It's not going to be perfect. You know what? Go to God in prayer and get the wisdom you need so that um, you don't have to do things in your own strength. Right. You know, um, I said it before. I was... I, what did I call it? Toxic independence. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, I felt like I had to do everything on my own and it was hard for me to accept help. So when people helped me and it was subpar, I felt the need to do it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then, um, find you some people you can confide in, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and be able to release um, whatever those thoughts are of insecurity as it pertains to life or 
and or parenthood, mm-hmm. you know. So it's just so many things that I've learned um over time um that I really do appreciate, you know, um because I don't think I've snatched her in the neck. You know, I know I used to be trying to, you know, um, take over the conversations between me and you because I didn't want to hear um, sometimes what you had to say, you know. So just being able um, to being open to listening um, has has been major. Um, So those are some of the big things that stick out, you know. Um, and just knowing that, hey, you're going to get through this, you know, uh, it feels lonely some days, but you're going to get through it. Yeah. Wow. That was good. Okay. That was good. Yeah. Nice. Young Lanisha would have loved that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Honesty. <laughs> I think you valued honesty. But yes. seriously though, thank you so much, Mafio Transparency. Like Yeah. It was so wonderful to kind of witness you like journey through that. Yeah. Um just the way you've grown and like how you hope to grow as well. Um I love that, like when people look forward to reaching their goal like because you said that it you know you have your days where you know it's emotionally exhausting but like you know what fruit you're aiming for and I think that has the power to like bring joy and peace in the moments where it's needed the most absolutely so seriously thank you so much wow yeah uh, I know I didn't really talk too much this time, but I really just wanted to hear your take on, um, like, your own parenting style and how you've evolved over the years and how you've become more aware of yourself as the years have progressed um, and literally just how you hope to grow. And what you look forward to as far as your, of course, and like how our relationship is going to continue to progress, but also your relationship with Jordan, like the fruit of that. So I'm very confident in how you two be able to grow together. Of course, you're going to have your own story with her later. Um, Not that she's going to like experience a whole bunch of dysfunction and blah, 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 have to heal but just y'all own journey, just as mother and daughter, and mm-hmm. uh, how she's been able to witness your growth as well, and what she's learned about herself in her relationship with you. So yeah. I, I look forward to one day hearing her take here on Wounds from the Womb. Uh, <laughs> maybe she'll be open to it, but um, as for now, this was perfect. Yes. So thank you. That's really good. Thank you. Or I think here when you when you hear the questions, like when somebody asks you something, 
then it's almost like then you start to, I guess, grasp the lesson. You yes. don't really know all the time that you're learning something mm-hmm. until you're asked the question. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. So that's the lesson. Or that's what I've learned right now. Yeah. You know, and so that's good. Thanks. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, I does this interview thing, honey. (laughs) But you all, thank you so much, you guys, for listening in on this intimate, transparent conversation. I hope that you all have had the opportunity to gain some insight as far as your own healing journeys are concerned. You already know that the point of this podcast is to share our healing journeys independently and together um, and to hopefully in the meantime just teach you all how to steward your own journeys together and separately or just encourage encourage you to start your own <laughs> like so um this is a collaborative thing and I don't want you all to think that we feel like we have we have become experts of this like you are on this journey with us. So I thank you all for listening for supporting us. And I hope that you all have a beautiful evening. Love you all. Love you. Bye.